to Mbappé! What a great day it's been for him! So you want this confidence oozing through his veins. Yeah, tap it with the football tap. It's the number one podcast. Yeah. With a football at, tap in with the football tap. Yeah. Tap in with the football tap. Guru. Tap in with the football tap, like a spinal, or it could get messy like Lionel. Them other podcasts throw back like a vinyl. The guru, he the goat, so it really ain't no rivals. Podcasts about passion, barely dollars. My favorite, Ronaldo, Jamal Musala. Football tap, it should be on your radar. Come and kick it with us, like Neymar, Sadio Mane, or Erling Haaland. Either way, the football tap, prime time. Yeah, now take that to the bank with you. The guru, he don't talk, he just paint. Vividly, so come and see what he's saying. Highlights and more, you never get bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never get bored. Football tap, the number one source. Yeah. Come and tap in with the football tap. It's the football tap. Yeah, yeah. Come and tap in with the football tap. It's the football tap. Guru, football tap. Yeah. Come and tap in with the football tap. Yeah. With the football tap, come and chill with the groove, cuz football back, yeah. And a good Friday evening. Welcome to the football tap. How you doing tonight, my friends? Pretty good. How are you? Well, I, I'm doing good. We're gonna have, have some fun. I'm telling you, not who's not having fun right now. That'd be uh, at Roma. Um, yeah. Another absolutely pitiful performance. Um, no sense of Mourinho's uh, lineup selection. Uh, selection. And, you know, other than the Empoli 7 nothing win, you guys could be in trouble. So I think it's safe to say, as of right now, Roma are probably one of the worst four or five teams, at least of on-field play, I know, not talent-wise, in Serie A currently. What went wrong? Uh, they're the worst team that's not currently in the relegation zone. At least they're playing uh, that way. Um, you know, the Ampoli game was great and all that. They looked okay in the Europa League against Sheriff, but wasn't perfect. Fairly strong um, against Torino, um, but the rest has been just a, a total chaotic mess. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways you can kind of shift the blame. Um on one hand, Jose is making every possible mistake one can make. The first few games of the season, we didn't look well. And my thought at that time was, well, M- Mourinho suspended. So he's probably not making these decisions. Then he returned and is making the same decision. So it's just a total, total mess. We, uh, you know, we know what happened the first two weeks. Then Roma really step up the pursuit to Lukaku and, I wanted it out of desperation, but as we dis- we discussed prior to that, it wasn't my first choice or second choice or third choice. It's just something that needed to happen because we needed goals. Now, on one hand, he is providing goals. He's scoring um, fairly frequently, um, but when he's not scoring, he offers absolutely nothing. Um, so all this uh, superstar talk, uh, especially yesterday, 
Uh, and again, it's not just uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna try to put this all on Lukaku. Um, but with all the stuff that Tammy Abraham struggled with last year in terms of finding the back of the net, all the other good stuff he does, we are not getting um, out of that because of, again, when Lukaku doesn't have the ball to speak in front of goal, uh, he's not scoring. On the other hand, we're not servicing anybody in the attack. We don't have the creative players. And, then, and the creative players that we do have, they're sitting on the bench. He's, uh, Marino's playing players out of form. He's playing players that don't fit the system. He's playing players uh, that when we need a sub and in a critical moment, he's not using the players we should be using. Um, again, first game of the season, the midfield we played was perfect. Unbelievably perfect. Again, in the midfield specifically. You want to say the performance wasn't the best? That's fine. But the midfield performance as a whole, that game was perfect. In that game, we had Bolde. We had... Um, uh, Hussam Awar, and then we have Costante. Now, if you're just talking individuals in Syria this season, if your name is not Lataro Martinez, you're not having a better season than Brian Costante. He's been the second best player in the league this season. That's uh, at least that's the way I see it. So he's been great. It's the problem is we, he's only one person, and the rest of our uh, the rest of our players are not performing at an appropriate type of level. Costante has been great. But he's one individual. He he's a midfielder and a more defensive oriented midfielder, and he can only do so so much. Um, but you, you look at that first game, positive in midfield. Okay, whatever, right? The next game oh, out, Paredes scores. Or sorry, didn't score. Uh, it gets replaced by Bowman in the starting lineup. He started every single game, even though he's looked pitiful in every single game. I was watching this game, uh, the beginning of this game with. Um, with a friend of mine from work, every time there was a shot that was no like from long distance off target, I know whose foot is on. Uh, then Awar played well in the games he played. He got injured in one of the games. So injuries are part of this. But overall, the performances um, in the midfield and not using the likes of Bove and Awar and guys like that in critical moments is important. And again, the attack's been okay. The ball has been okay. I know Pellegrini just came back. I'm not going to give him a lot of grief over his performance yesterday. Um, but, you know, top to bottom, it's, it's a mess. We signed another striker um, this summer um, from, um, I forgot where, but but he's not being played when, when Lukaku's struggling. Defensively, outside of maybe Mancini and Ndekia, we look a little chippy. And obviously, we know the goalkeeping issues. It's just top to bottom, it's a mess. And, and it's, it's, it shouldn't be a mess because it seems better on paper than the one we saw last year. And I thought about the Mourinho thing yesterday, and I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe I'm too harsh in my initial thoughts. My initial thoughts is we can't trust him and we need somebody else. 24 hours later, I still think the same thing. And this whole Mourinho third season um, I thought was a myth. But obviously I'm, I'm witnessing it uh, live in color. And I think – now, whether they sack him this season, there needs to be some sort of plan for next season. And uh, so today, there was a report that Thiago Mota will be targeted for the summer. That's the good news. The bad news is it seems like Roma is still going to back him the rest of the season, and I just don't have a lot of faith um, over these next couple of games. Because remember, we have Inter, I think, in November or December, something like that. In, in, in like three or four weeks, 
all the games leading up to that that game are all winnable results. And all of the games we've already played from that collection, we've got one point from. So it's just a total disaster. And I, th- I think this is like an eighth place finish this season. And that's with me having just a little hope that it's going to start to turn around. But, you know, my confidence in this team is completely shot. Outside of Cristante and the guys who are not being used that should, I'm not going to hold them in this for the rest of the team. And the decisions and all that stuff is just a total, total mess right now. It's a disaster. If Robo want to solve the problems, you want to know my opinion, and not embarrass themselves for the rest of the year, they need to fire Mourinho and bring back Fabio Capella as a caretaker manager. That will be step number one. And then you can hire a proper full-time replacement in the offseason. But otherwise, you're going to look at a long, long season where I think Rome is just sadly going to suck. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. That would be a good idea. If, well, four or five years ago, but I mean, Capello hasn't been a manager in ages. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I said you bring him back as caretaker. Just let him ride the ship. He he'll he'll make sure you don't embarrass yourself. He'll let him play proper football. You know. I mean that would be that would be my step number one, and then you go after not a low name manager. You go after a big name this summer, and I'm talking yeah. like a Diego Simeone type, somebody like that, somebody that can come in there and change the culture of Roma, because all these new American owners that you have that are worth I looked them up worth five billion dollars. If they're really worth their medal, you can sign all these players you want, but unless you have a proper manager to come in there and change the culture. And no offense, my friend, the culture has been nothing good since, I'd say, yeah. the year you won back-to-back Copa Italias. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some – there's the uh, Rui Garcia years were decent, and then there was the, 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 spurt, the spurt of the Champions League semifinal, and uh, the conference was decent. Um, no, I, I get what you're saying. and I actually – I think that the um, – I don't have any issue with the owners at the moment. Um my more issue is with the um, with the, the general manager and Mourinho. So if, if Mourinho goes, they should kick him out too. Because uh, remember, I mean, I, I talked about this before. The way they they operated during the transfer window was I was so pissed because look, it's clear what they needed to do, um, and it's clear what the teams we were negotiating with wanted from the deals we were negotiating. If someone tells you. I'm not interested in, in a loan deal. Stop offering loan deals, you know? And the way they operated, we saw every target that we were potentially after dissipate. And then we had to get our second and third and fourth choice of those um, sort of situations. If we had done what we were supposed to do, um, if we had done what we were supposed to do, uh, we would have signed Marata we would assign Skamaka and we would assign the uh, Ferrazzi from, from, from Inter. Again, I like some of the other assignments we made, but I think the, the way we handled the transfer window and obviously the mistakes that are being made on the pitch and all that is is a big, big um, problem at the moment. And yeah, I, I think it's going to get better, but I, I also don't think that uh, um, that we're looking at anything better than an eighth-place finish. We're not going to finish in Europe. We're not going to get to the court finals of the Europa League at this stage. Um, rather than later, we're going to realize Lukaku is not a superstar. He's just a guy who can score goals, and we need a, a, 
striker. The hope I have right now is Tammy comes back early and is able to do the things that we need right now. Um, yeah, it's like the whole thing's bad, but the the thing, the general thing is disheartening because la- going into that game, they were ranked 20th in shots. They were ranked 20th in accurate passing. They were ranked 20th in shot on target. And they were in the, they were in the bottom five in pretty much every statistical category um, that has to do with, with attacking football. Now, I know they beat Lazio, and I wasn't underestimating them before that game. But statistically, they were they were, you know, when when you're ranked last in the league in in those areas and you score four, and you know, so it's it's just a mess and and it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I think the only thing we can really kind of uh, attach to is hopefully we see Zalowski, Bolda, and Owar playing every single game because he doesn't have a choice. He cannot start Paredes again. Um, the health of the team, obviously, when we give guys back, will be a little better, but that's not why we're in this situation. And then uh, try to ride out uh, what we can before uh, we can potentially uh, start to turn this around, take it one point at a time. And But it's it's a mess, and I don't, I don't think anyone's pleased with it. Um, again, our Champions League qualification uh, feeling will be Brian Cristante being a top five player in the league this season, which I think he will continue to be all the way through, but that's the only thing we can hang our hat on because the rest of it is just a, a schmuck. And next summer, you know, Davala, will he stay? Will he not? He, he says he's still uh, interested in a new deal, et cetera. But when Mourinho goes and if we finish outside of the top five, it's inevitable that he will go. Um, so, yeah, it's a mess. I, could, I You know, there's, there's only so much words I can say to to kind of paint that picture. Well, I'm telling you who is having fun, and that's me, because when you're an uh, expansion team, I'm going tomorrow night to City Park, by the way, to see us uh, mm. face that team that crawled out of that blue hellhole called Kansas. Um, but I'll tell you what is fun when your expansion team sits top of the Western Conference and they've already clicked the playoff spot. I mean, yeah. it, is, it, is the, it is such a sweet and satisfying feeling. No, 100%. And I think outside of Atlanta United, this has been the best expansion team for a debut season that I've, that I've seen, at least to, to my recollection. So, I mean, truly amazing. Hey, you know what? Yeah, let's start. You know who my player of the season is from the team? The goalkeeper? No. Okay. You know, he came from Hertha Berlin, Bolkum, and um, he, he played for Hertha Berlin, Osberg, and, and Bolkum. I mean, oh, this I know, was, oh, I know, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know okay. what? Here's the deal. This is what you get when you bring in Bundesliga and European-style town in the MLS. It's not really surprising. No, they know. They know, again, with all due respect to him, he wasn't – he could have continued playing for Bolkum or that level, but he wasn't going to be a big difference maker on a Bundesliga team that is going to be in mid-section and above. Again, it is what it is, but that's the reality. But for this league, for what you're doing there, he's uh, that's, that's a perfect example. And again, I, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying for the circumstances of it, that's probably why the move in Hanson uh, was attractive to him, because he could be a key component to, something, to a team that could 
that can do well and build something rather than being just a guy in Germany. That comes up the bench and scores every once in a while. Yeah. No, he, he started games and stuff. I, and I say that with love because I think he's a good player. and He still could offer something to a Bundesliga team, but he's not going to be able to offer something to a Bundesliga team that is going to have ambitions of anything else other than surviving. Sure. So it was a, it was a smart move by the general manager, foreign director, whatever, um, to get guys like that because of that sort of look. Um, now I've, I, you know, going forward to next summer, how they're going to operate through that and what they're going to um, do um, to build on what they've already brought in will be interesting. But I think that's that's a good example of a, a, a you know, a nice deal that we could, that can show that they're ambitious and, 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 and so on. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to talk about the big one tomorrow. I think the biggest game in world football this week, RB Leipzig and Bayern Munich. Um, by the way, you know, uh, here's my comment. Bayern wearing all white look like absolute jackasses. What happened to the traditional all red top this year? It's terrible. Know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they deserve to lose the league just for, just for wearing a fucking white top. The white and red's all right, but it's just, it's just not worth it. Yeah, it's just it's just not what it used to be. Um, if it's not if it's not broken, don't fix it. Um, and the game is in Leipzig tomorrow, so I I, I favor Leipzig two one. But what's say yeah, I agree. I, I mean, if they were playing in my backyard, I'd still take Leipzig. Again, if you look at the last couple of results, Bayern haven't beaten them in, in I think three three games, something like that. Um, they got they've gotten, been beaten in Munich twice by Leipzig, and they were they drew with Leipzig last time they were in Leipzig, um, and through again a loss to Leverkusen at this point, as we see through the early parts of the season, it's not a bad loss. And the, what, the one game they did lose, it was a five goal thriller in a match, in my view, that they outplayed Leverkusen for good portions of the game. The difference was in that game in particular, the one that they lost is Leverkusen scored on. on you know, they were really good in front of goal. And that, that's the big sort of difference there. And, and yeah, I, I, I favor Leipzig, and I, I think they're going to ride Javi Simmons again to become the difference maker in that game. And, again, Bayern have done what they're supposed to do in terms of the points they've gathered. Um, but, uh, again, they haven't been, like, um, I don't know how to explain it. They haven't been incredible. And, Again, the, the, the Bayern Munich could be in such a better position, but the team isn't being used the way it's supposed to be used. Um, and I think that plays a role in it. And I do think Leipzig, historically, over the last couple of years, have been the team that gives them the most trouble. It's not Dortmund. Um, if the shoe was on the other foot last year, Leipzig would have finished the job on that last day. Um, so, and, and their head-to-head has been very competitive, but for the most part, but Leipzig is it gives them a lot of problems. And I think they're going to, if they don't start, or if they don't start really well early, they could be in some trouble. Now I think it's going to be close, but if they don't, I, th- I think if they don't score in the first 15 minutes that they, they'll either have to settle for a draw or they'll lose. I don't think they can beat Leipzig if they, if, if it's, if it's the, the 20th minute and above and they haven't scored. Yeah. 
What do you make of Harry Kane and Byron this year? Um, he's been good. He's been very good. Um, I think it's a team that fits him well. I think he's played uh, remarkably well so far. I enjoy it. I love that he's here and doing well. Um, now, this is going to make people uncomfortable, but he's has he been the best striker in the league? No. Has he been the second best striker in the league? No. But, um, but he's still done really well, and uh, I think he fits what they're trying to do. Now, do I agree with what they're trying to do? No, I don't because of uh, stuff I mentioned before. I don't like the way this team is being operated through, but based on the, the football they're playing and the way they're doing it, I think he's, he's really sharp in front of goal and he's going to score goals. And obviously he's going to get the penalties that they get. And, and I think he'll be able to get close to 30, maybe even more than that um, this season. And, uh, he could have the best year of his career because of how many games Bayern Munich has been involved in. Um, but then there's been games where he's he's had one moment and has done literally nothing else the rest of the way. Now, again, it's early in the season, but you cannot play against Leverkusen, a title contender, and outside of your goal, do nothing. So it's not all clean. It's not all perfect. Um, but, you know, I think he's done really well now. I think Boniface at Leverkusen has been the best striker in the league. don't think it's particularly close. Um, statistically, uh, Gracie at Stuttgart has 10 goals through four games or whatever it is. Um, and he's been really good. Now, I don't think he's at the end of this, he's going to be standing on top of that mountain. But he's done really well. And, again, it's early doors. He's on a team that is um, underachieving – sorry, overachieving at the beginning of the season. I don't think it's totally sustainable. But – Currently, those two strikers have been have been much better than him, and the the, the backup Matthias Tell has the best goal to get to minute ratio in, in in Europe. So, was Harry Kane really needed? No, but for the Champions League game specifically, that's a good tool to have, and I think he's done well. But there's still things he needs to be able to do at a, at a better level, higher level, and he can't go. I was say missing. But he, he needs to have more dominant performances uh, in the matches that really matter. And, yes, early uh, in the season, they haven't had a ton of uh, key matches. But in those matches thus far, and I know he scores in big games. So I'm not saying he's, that he's incapable of doing that. But in the two big, big matches that they've had so far, he's not been at his best. So that's something that you want to look at for this game for uh, Harry King to be able to, to step up in a bigger way and, and be more impactful in that games like that. But I'm I think he's done, you know, very well so far this season. Yep. All right, so here's a big question for you. Um I didn't notice this. I was watching ESPN the other day and down at at the bottom of the you know the score bug, you know what scores mm-hmm. they had popping up? Wow. They're the Saudi Pro League. Really? Yeah. What do you make of this league? I, first of all I think I don't I think it's just a bunch of reti- – I think it's going to be end up being like China, just a bunch of retired guys going over there to play, you know, make their little last yes. bit of money. I mean, obviously it's very disappointing that Neymar, I still think he had another year or two of dominance left in Europe, truthfully. So it's a little disappointing that we don't get to see those two years. But what, what do you make of it? Do you think it's just a retirement league and like – I do. I don't count the goals. And I, I know the goals count. I don't count them. Um, 
like when you want to sit out on the table, right, and talk and historically great players, and you want to have these type of conversations historically, like career of career, you know, guys like Ronaldo, Benzema, you know, when they're in those conversations, you can't use this, the, the stat they put up in this league as a area of, oh, this, he did this, this, and this, and then he did, but so that, the and then is irrelevant because these, these goals count on their tally, but these goals cannot be brought to the table in conversations when you're comparing players from historically the careers of, of Benzema versus the career of Suarez, et cetera, or uh, Messi, Ronaldo, even though I find that quite a ridiculous debate to begin with. But so what, what, is, what happens here if they win the league or they don't win the league or this, that, and the other? I don't think there's a good enough league for that to, to matter. It's, you know, it's like winning the league with, I don't know, I don't even know the name of the Chinese team, but Shanghai Sharks or something. Um, I don't rate it very highly because all the best players are on four teams. Uh, again, I don't, I don't know how to say all the teams. I don't know. The team that Benzman's on, Alhala, the team that, um, I don't even know which team that is. Uh, 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 the, the, the blue team that Neymar's on, the team that Ronaldo's on, and the green team that has Firmino, uh, Mares. Uh, and uh, uh, the guy who used to play for Newcastle, um, I forgot his name, Max, uh, Maximin, I forgot. Um, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? The guy who used to play for Newcastle? Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, say Maximum, whatever, something like that. I think that's what I said. But those are the teams. Now, if you look at any of the other teams in the league and who's on their team, they have no one on their team. Again, I'll be respectful, but when you click on those, those names, let's start when you click on the teams that are not the ones that are being discussed, uh, who have the big players, what you see is all Saudi Arabia flags on most of these teams. Um, so, again, nothing against those players, but those players are not capable of playing the top level. So, outside of the, the couple teams at the top, the rest of the league is, is nothing. And, and in comparison, so, yes, you can, you can say the same about, you know, the team at the top of the French League and the team at the you know, bottom of the French league, but the, the, still, there's there's more quality from top to bottom even in that league in comparison to the to you know Saudi. Saudi has those three or four uh, teams, um, and I actually think if you were to put those teams together, I mean, against a mid-table side in most places, um, at least in Europe, they would struggle. They would not be able to to dominate. Um, so I, it's it's just a business. Um, exchange at this point because of the money that is involved in it. Um, on top of that, you look at uh, the, you know uh, where it's going and the, the, the continued deals being flown through these uh, these countries. Uh, this country, um, I think it's uh, it's not sustainable because we've seen this with China and Qatar is doing it too, and nobody's talking about Qatar being uh, what doing what Saudi is doing. No one's talking about them as a top five league. There's some people saying that they can be in top five league in five years, and I, I just don't think anyone will ever. Um, anyone that's seriously evaluating what you're seeing, that no one will ever make that assumption. Um, it's good for the business in Saudi Arabia, um, and it's good for the pockets of the players that are going there. Um, I mean, the Neymar contract and the benefits that comes with it is. I think it'd be almost impossible to turn down. Um, but uh, so on and so forth. I, I just don't think long term this is going to be a sustainable uh, league that is going to be 
uh, viewed as a elite league. Because the, the truth is, at some point, those those older players that are there are going to retire and they're not going to be there anymore. They don't have a infrastructure set up for the future. They, they're, they're, they're operating this league year-by-year basis, and I don't think that's going to be successful. Business model um, of long-term uh, success, but they're going to take as many uh, changes as they are now to maximize it, so maybe they can they can flip this one. It's, because there's going to come a time where they're going to have to uh, generate their own uh, stars, and no other stars have come from that league, and uh, and so on. Yeah, and that's the tough thing. The generating the stars part, which I mean, the MLS is real. Other than Alfonso Davies, like the MLS has even failed to do that, you know? Like, yeah, but the MLS still has more stars than ever. You don't have to call them stars, but impact players come through uh, at a higher rate than Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has never had a, a homegrown star burst through and become, oh, Manchester United wants to sign, Real Madrid wants to sign. That doesn't, doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, Alfonso Davies has been oriented. West McKinney uh, came through. Tyler Adams came through. Um, you know, there's a few others uh, that came through as well. But, you know, long term, again, when the, when we reach the point that these guys aren't playing anymore, the ratings are going to dry up in, in, the, in the vicious. Again, they have uh, Gabby, uh, who plays for the green team, who's 21. Um, but, you know, when – and he didn't bring out Madrid knocking on his door. So uh, so you're going to have him there, but it's just going to be him and nobody else. When, yes, one for me, no, Sane, um, sorry, Mane, uh, Brozovic, uh, Ronaldo, Benzema, and others leave. Because they they're bringing some young players there, but not, not nearly enough. So they need to keep those continually pushing. Yeah. All right. Um, I feel like Jal Felix is a con man. Um, that way. <laughs> there's talk about him going to Manchester United now. Um, which I, I'm sorry, I just don't see it unless they I don't see it. I, I, I he just he's just Pogba to me. That that's what he's gonna become. He's gonna become a guy world's of talent, all sorts of hype, and he'll always just be Okay, unless he'll always be a diva unless he's happy. That's the way I see him. Unless he's playing at Barcelona. So if he continues to play at, Bar- play at Barcelona, he's going to be able to take advantage of his opportunities there. But if if the, if the loan deal is not a permanent deal after this summer, he's, he's going to go back to Atletico Madrid, which will not he won't play another game for Atletico Madrid. Um, and uh, he'll move to somewhere else if, if, if Arsenal doesn't sign him permanently. Um, and then he'll, he'll, he'll dip his performances because he won't be motivated. If you have to play for Barcelona to be motivated, uh, I think we have a problem. Because, you know, if, it, it, you know, again, it's just kind of a spoiled thing. If I can't play for my dream club, then, then it is what, you know, then, it's, then I'm not going to try. If I ended up, you know, if I was playing, if I wanted to play for Roma, but I, I find myself at Union Berlin, a team in the Champions League, a team with ambition, I'm not going to be powering about it. I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity as much as possibly I can 
and then maybe one day I can play for the, the club of my dreams. Yeah, Jao Felix didn't do that. He went to Benfica. He was trying at Benfica because he was trying to earn the Barcelona move. He takes the Atletico Madrid move because of the money they were paying him and how much it was going to cost. Then he, he, he starts well, and then all of a sudden he's – it's not – it didn't look like he stopped trying, but it does appear that way now. He goes to Barcelona his first game, his three goal contributions in a Champions League match when he had zero goal contributions in all of the Champions League matches. Actually, that's not true. He's got, he's got a couple goals, but, but the, the amount of goals that he's had total in the Champions League for Federal Good Madrid in Barcelona is almost the same. He has had one or two goals here or there, and that's it. So he hasn't put forth effort to get to Barcelona. He's only now starting to do that once he's there. Um, and again, if he put a, in true effort at Federal Good Madrid, he would have an opportunity at Barcelona anyway. So, I mean, the financial situation maybe not, but but if 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 that wasn't gonna if that didn't happen, that it would be an, it would be an option for him. And again, he could have just waited for his contract to dry up and sign somebody after the Atletico deal. So, yeah, I just I just feel like he's duped everyone. And Pogba at the end could be a good uh, comparison. If he continues at Barcelona, he'll be successful. But I don't think anybody will take it truly seriously because of uh, that he just didn't, per- didn't perform by choice, um, you know, going into this. And, again, is he Jaden Sancho immature? No. But, I mean, that's the bottom of the barrel. I think we can ask for a little bit more than the bare minimum. Um, so that, that's my issue is, is he just showed that he didn't care or didn't, didn't try to become a great player anywhere else. And now that he's there, he's all of a sudden very motivated. Like, because he wasn't before at all. So, to me, that reads is he just decided not to do that. Yeah. I mean, Sancho's horrifically immature. And um, that, yeah. that, that deal to me and you looks worse and worse every time. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, it's just a mess. And, you yeah. know, on the main United thing, Ten Hag has had to deal with Ronaldo, Anthony, Greenwood, and all this. And, you know, it's just a total yeah. mess to be in. And God can't take criticism, and, and is yeah, you just I, it's, it's a point in overturn. By the way, mate, uh, here's my next question for you: What are your thoughts on the Champions League? Who do you think is going to win it this year? Because I mean, it's it, it looks like it's very wide open. Like obviously, Manchester City are the favorite, and they probably should be the heavy favorite until somebody knocks them off. But it, it looks to be interesting this year. No, it's open. Um, how many teams can actually win it? I think that number is a lot smaller. But I think it's open, more open than it's been in, in a couple of years. Because used, the last couple of years, it's been Man City, Bayern Munich, or Real Madrid. And again, Liverpool have won it during that time. Chelsea have won it during that time. But no one expected either of those teams to do that. So if you're looking at who people picked before the season, the most common answers would have been uh, uh, sorry, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Man City. You know, I think there's more. It's more open now. Um, I would still think the favorites, if we're going to put it in a category, um, would be uh, Man City, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, um, and, um, and then uh, uh, sorry, Bayern Munich, Inter Milan, and Real Madrid. Those would be, I think, the five favorites. Now, if you want to go 
could do something special, you you're you're thinking like Leipzig. Leipzig get going and they can avoid Man City um, in the in the knockout rounds. They could go on a deep run. Um, Liverpool. I mean, no, Liverpool's not. Sorry. Um, I don't know if anyone else can in England could. Re- uh, Arsenal could. Arsenal could actually. That that's sort of a dark horse uh, candidate for it. Again, do I think they will? No, but they have a possibility of doing that. Um, if Dortmund starts playing the rest of the season the way they played the last two weeks. Um, that the, I mean, the games they played after the Freiburg game, I think they can go on, they can go on and, and do something um, special there, too. Um, you know, PSG probably won't, but it's a different type of team that's interesting. And uh, they could do well, with, especially with Mbappe there. So that's, that's, that's a possibility. Uh, but those are, like, the main favorites, uh, the, the top five. But then there's, a, there's probably four or five, maybe six others that has an opportunity to do something. Uh, but I don't think it's the open shut case Man City wins game over. Um, but that, that's kind of the way I see it. But, I, you know, if I were going to say who would be my pick, and I hate this as much as everyone else, it's probably Barcelona would be my first pick. It would be my, my pick to win it. Um, but I, again, I hope that doesn't happen. But I think all of the the, the first, the, you know, the five teams that I pick, the, the five main teams, I think it will be one of those five. I pick Real Madrid at the beginning of the year. Um, they, it's not like I'm walking. I'm not. I'm not going to walk it back. But they haven't looked that good in any of the games. But their team suggests that they should go on and win it, and then Man City is going to be favored again. But I don't think Man City is going to win back to back. That's just my vibe about it. But I think Barcelona. Is would be my choice at the moment, but uh, it's very early on. So, but I agree. It's gonna. It's good. It's much wide, more wide open than uh, than it has been uh, for for quite a while. And I like that's that's something I like about it. Sure. All right. Um, Wrexham. We we didn't, we rarely talk about them. By the way, I, yeah, fi- we, I finally was able to order a shirt. They're finally back in stock of my size. So hopefully, I'll be getting that next week. What are your thoughts on celebrity on football teams? Like, if they're doing it for the right re- reasons, what? Like, I think McElwainy and Reynolds both are. But what are your thoughts on those? In general, I don't want them to be major owners. Now, J.J. Watt being minority owner of Burnley, love it. You know, uh, uh, Magic Johnson being minority owner of LAF. Uh, actually, that's a bad example because it's an American team. Um, having, like... Uh, Carmelo Anthony, who's I think, I think it actually he's a major owner in a team in Puerto Rico. But I, I'm I'm just not thinking of celebrity, big celebrity examples. But um, if if there's a celebrity interested in a team and they have a, they have a portion of the ownership, I think that's great. Now, if you're in the decision making department, department, you need to know what you're doing. Number one, you need to be doing it for the right reasons, and you need to be fulfilling it. A, a, you need to be fulfilling a vision. The vision that you tell the, the, the supporters, the fans that you give them, you need to be delivering on. Now, and so I actually, I really like what, what Ryan Reynolds and Rob have done with Wrexham. I think it's good. I think they have money. I think you're going to get players that are going to stoop down a league or two to play for you. I think there's a lot of positivity that you can say from them doing that. Now, I haven't looked at the table recently. 
Um, they didn't have the best start to the season. Um, they're in seventh now. Okay, they're in seventh. So it's not, it's not perfect, but they, they if they finish in the top six, I actually don't know how it works in in, in league two, but I think if they finish in the top six, they end up in a in a opportunity to qualify uh, through the playoff. Um, but um, I, I really do think that they long term they're going to end up where we all think we were in the Premier League. Now, will it happen in one year? I don't know how, how much long it will take them, but I know it's possible that they can end up there, um, and so on. So I, I like what they've done so far. I think this is only the beginning. I think, um, yeah, I think everybody's falling in love with this story um, in, a, in, a, in a great way. I think the infatuation with Ted Lasso and Ryan Reynolds uh, and Rob buying Wrexham have gone side by side. So you're getting, also getting American people interested in the show because, or sorry, not in the show, in, in the uh, team because of or what they're doing because of Ted Lasso. Now the difference is, um, again, no disrespect to the, the, the show, but the, the Wrexham has football people in football positions that know what they're doing um, in a good way. I mean, their managers have been very, been very successful, and they have a, a number of good players that are going to then know what it takes to, to you know, climb the table, so to speak, and so on. And I think they're continuing to get good players coming there and doing well, and um, one one step at a time. But I, I do think, I personally, I'm, I'm personally, I don't think they're going to get promoted this year because it'd be, it's really hard to do it in your first season. Um, look at all, uh, other than Newcastle, everyone else is, every big club that's been knocked down and had to come up, it's taken them a couple of seasons to, to basically return. Um, but I do think that it's, it's a positive thing. And I think it's, it's good, especially in the price that they paid, um, which is like two and a half million. Um, for, for context, a very cheap team to buy if you have that their type of money would be like Lecce, Spezia, Salentiana, those teams in Italy, all of them are 75 million or cheaper, but no, none of them are cheaper than like 50. Million. So it's between 50 and 75 million. That's for buying a, a, a team. That's a very, that's, that's very cheap considering what their, what the cost is of, of these. So for the fact that they, they got it for two, 2.5, they've changed a lot of things. Um, Reston was lost as a club and, and a city, and they've been they've been lifted by these two. And, and I do think they're 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 football. They're not initially football people, but they understand how to operate their club, and I think that's a great thing. Um, they're not making silly mistakes. For example, that Chelsea's own is making. They let the people that know football make the important decisions with them participating in those decisions. But they're not the ultimate decision maker when it comes to who Wrexham are going to out, go out and get and what their plans are. But they're, they're, this is a perfect example of, of ownership, and I think they've done a really good job. And I don't think anybody else could have done a better job with that particular team. And, you know, I think it's a great thing to see. Yeah, no, 100% agreed. All right, my friend. Well, who, before we wrap up, who's your donkey of the week? I'm going to keep my team out of this because it's just an easy answer. Um, whew, that's a good one. Ah, oh, Napoli uh, fucking uh, social media accounts, of course. 
um, for the, the, the girls to me. Um, yeah, you can't do that. This guy just scored 34 goals for you last season. Helped you win the title. Um, was the second best player in the league last year. Um, you can't be trolling him for, for missing a penalty. Now, you could argue, okay, well, then he shouldn't miss a penalty. But he should. If you're, if you're running the social media account of the club that is not having a great start to the season, that look for you basically obliterated the relationship you had with your star. And um, it's just classic Napoli. They have something good in here that's going to ruin it. Uh, because he's not going to be here in a year. He has his new contract or whatever. Yeah, he's gone. I mean, I don't think this relationship can be spared. And I understand if this is like in a preseason game where it's, it's jokes and giggles and you miss a penalty and they're, um, they're being uh, trolled by it, that's fine. But doing it in a game, in a league game that you didn't win, in a, in a campaign that you're not starting off well um, with, I mean, Inter did lose this week. But they seem decks clear of everybody else, just in terms of, of stuff. But, um, yeah, for Napoli to go and do that to Victor Osman, a guy that's done so much for them, I think I don't think the relationship can be fixed. And I think in a year from now he'll be playing. I don't know where he'll be playing, but I, I don't think he'll be Naples. Um, and that whole relationship was fractured over one social media thing, post. And problem, the problem, the more you think about this, the worse it is because you think to yourself, to do that post, you have to make the post, you have to edit the post, you have to put the caption, and then you have to post it. There's multiple, you know, again, it's not complicated, but, but there's steps to posting that video. At no point did you think this is fucked up, like we shouldn't post it. And I think that's, that's what makes them donkey shit. Yep. All right. Very good. Well, I'll talk to you later. Um, thanks so much for listening to our uh, show, and we'll talk to you next time.